Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 2, Episode 19, Lacey. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In the Enchanted Forest, Robin Hood tries to steal from Rumpelstiltskin. Rumpel catches and tortures him, but Belle, claiming that he must have good intentions, lets Robin go, and he takes the wand that he was originally trying to steal with him. Rumpel takes Belle with him to hunt down Robin, but he shows a glimmer of the man she knows him to be when he lets Robin go after he discovers that Robin stole the wand to save his pregnant wife. In Storybrooke, Gold visits the amnesic Bill in, and they form a connection. As he's getting her released from the hospital, Regina jogs Bill's curse memories as Lacey. Rumpel is furious, but realizes the only way to get back her Bell memories is with True Love's kiss. With a little help from David, he attempts to woo Lacey, who couldn't be more disinterested, until she discovers the dark side of Mr. Gold. Roger, what do you think of this episode? This episode is fantastic. Mm. I don't know if it's a top five episode, but I think it's a top ten episode. Okay. I, I enjoy a more tight plot. Like, mm-hmm. instead Same. of 15 different side plots, it's kind of like two two or three maybe at most and then the third one is maybe like one quick scene well yeah it's very normal to have like sub like a b plot that yeah. is very limited screen time it yes. is not normal to have e plot yes a plot <laughs> each the majority of the time and then you have a couple of things there that you have like yeah. the side pieces you yeah i also like i like this episode a, episode a lot more than i remembered liking it i literally wrote fewer plots <laughs> Um, and there's really great chemistry between Belle and Rumple in this episode. Uh, On both sides. Yep. Um, in, in the Enchanted Forest and in Storybrooke. Uh, I, the way, I, you know, you said this last time and I like almost tried to disagree. In the hospital, before, like when he's trying to get her released, the way that she is looking at him is just like electricity. She's very beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, those eyes are just so arresting. I love when he describes her in the bar. Um, like, an accent you won't soon forget. Like, beautiful eyes that you could get lost in. Like, she's beautiful. It's the opposite of that Seinfeld episode, you know, where they have to describe each other at the movie theater, and they just describe the worst figures about each other. Like, oh, flaring nostrils and wild <laughs> hair that goes everywhere. Like, but that's how he genuinely sees her, which you can appreciate. Yeah. I feel like Rumple is where we should start. Because of that cold open dream, sure. We always use it. I always like talking about the M, but that is a so we I, we've seen a dream before. I think um, Belle had a dream about Rumple once in the cold mm-hmm. open, but the one I remember the most is Regina, yeah, where the tree was being poisoned and Henry tying her up. <laughs> this dream is jacked up, murder, like just straight up turns Henry into a porcelain doll and then just crushes him. And like right in front of everyone on Henry's birthday. <laughs> and he's so nonchalant about it. He's like, oh, because of the prophecy. He was supposed to be my undoing. So now it will be his. Bam. He's just like, damn. And he like turned him into glass yeah. and then whacks him with that cane. Uh-huh. Like super dark. He does seem disturbed by the street when he wakes up. Yeah. No, he's not okay <laughs> with the fact that he's having this stuff. And actually, interesting, like an interesting connection. He has this dream, this terrible dream that he's disturbed by, and he instantly goes to see the person that, the one person that makes him feel like the Human. man he wants to be. Which is probably what you would do in that scenario. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be the beast. Let's go try to humanize me. Um, 
I also love, so I think he walks out and sees Neil playing with Henry. Mm -hmm. And then Regina shows up. This is like one of my favorite scenes in the entire show. Regina and Rumpel torturing each other, I could watch an entire season of. It's just, it's like an, in, it's it's a callback to Skin Deep, but it's also an inversion of the way that Rumpel did to her. Like, oh, congratulations, you've reunited them. Maybe one day they'll invite you to dinner. And now she's the one taunting him. Like, they're never going. What's interesting, though, is that she's projecting here. Yeah. Because, and I think in many ways he doesn't believe, he doesn't see himself the same way that she's seen. Because they feared him, but they, like, detest her. It is a bit different. Mm -hmm. Neil kind of detests him because of what happened. But it is a little bit different, though she is convinced that, like, they're always going to see you as a monster. They're never going to, you know, bring you in. They won't accept you no matter what you do. Yeah, which is really what she's bothered by. Yeah. But, but what's funny is that they kind of have accepted him. Like, they saved his life. Like, I don't know that they would have saved Regina's life the way that they saved his. Maybe. I don't think that's true. I don't know it to be true. Like. They did with the Wraith. I mean, they kind of tried to save it. I mean. They would not have let her die. They would not have let her die. Okay. Um, but I, I know what you mean, though. And yeah. she's... Uh, it's funny because we kind of forgot that Regina doesn't know this thing about Yeah, I Neil. actually thought she knew. Well, because... But she doesn't. Yeah. And Emma makes an excellent point when Regina's like, why didn't you tell me this? And Emma's like, well, when was I supposed to do that? I was busy trying to stop you and your mother from killing me and my entire family. It is surprising, <laughs> though, that like during that confrontation, you didn't hear Emma be like, this is Henry's father. He's never going to forgive you if you kill him. Mm -hmm. That would have been easy to be like, wait, what? And then Cora does something. She's like, wait, no, you can't do this. This is going to hurt Henry now. Yeah. So. Um, but it, we, we get a very typical Regina, like when she's having this conversation with Rumpelstiltskin. She's like, you're Henry's grandfather. The look and on the, you didn't get the birth announcement. And then that's, and then just Regina. <laughs> yeah. Just slack jawed and like, you got to be kidding me. She's stunned. But then, of course, instantly. You did this. And Rumpel's like, I didn't do this. Actually, in her defense, this is one of the rare times she's correct in assuming that he must have been plotting this because Emma thinks the same thing. Like, you must have been behind this. Yeah. This had to be your plot because this is just too coincidental. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he says, uh, and this isn't actually the first time we've heard this, um, when Emma and Neil run into each other when she's chasing him, uh, she asks him about, like, coincidence and fate. And he, Neil says he believes in fate, just like his father did. And Rumpel tells Regina, like, no, it's not a coincidence. This was fate. And apparently fate has a sense of humor. <laughs> I also think what's fascinating is that when Rumpel tells this to Regina, basically, um, when they return, that is what Regina wants desperately, is to be part of a family and to be accepted and to be loved. And I think Regina is throwing the inverse back at him. But that's not... Like, he wants Neil, and that's it. Neil and Belle. He doesn't really need to be invited to dinner with the Charmings. He's not, like, super social. He never wants to go out with them. So it's like, I don't think he cares about the same things that she cares about. This is really more her projecting. He wants Neil's love, and he wants Belle's love. I think he'd be fine with those two and be done. He, I don't think he's ever really shown an interest in, like, being friends with them. That's true. Yeah. Um, but the situation isn't the same. Like, he doesn't have to share custody with... Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing. He um, doesn't need the same things Regina needs. Yeah. Um, and it's also... I mean, I think he... He might need those things... He didn't, doesn't know it yet. To be happy with Belle. 
Maybe. Because clearly, like, keeping her as a kept woman and hiding in his house isn't going to make either of them happy. I mean, that situation is a little bit different because she was, like, amnesiac sure. for 30 years. Sure. But, like, it's, it really bothers Regina, the way <clears throat> people see her as the monster. That's why she makes that quote about, like, I was always the queen. You're the ones who made evil. He does, she doesn't refer to herself as the evil queen. He absolutely refers to himself as the dark one. Yeah. He, is, he actually prefers people to fear him more so than like him. Yeah. So I think it is just they have different goals. Well, and so she blames him for this and then immediately <laughs> decides to take action against the thing that he, not his son, because that might hurt Henry, but the thing that uh, he cares about second most, I guess, and uh, gives Belle some memories. Yeah, so this... Confuses me. A, are we to believe that she wrote this story for the curse? Okay, so the way that she made it sound in the conversation with Rumple in her office mm -hmm. was that this was your curse, Rumple. Mm -hmm. Like you wrote this. Like you wrote like this this is like this was supposed to happen because of you. Yeah. Which makes it seem less specific. I know. Um, so, like, I'm not really sure. But, I, I mean, it's possible that she wrote it just now. It's possible that it always existed. And she's just jogging her memory, similar to the windmill with David. I'm actually of the belief that they're not writing. This is not, like, an author-type situation where they're writing specific stories. I think, because even in Welcome to Storybook, when she wakes up, she's not, like, exactly sure how mm -hmm. everyone looks. She's kind of, like, figuring it out on the fly. And I think she it's, like, a general command, like, make everyone miserable. How they get to that mm. point is left probably to interpretation. Yeah. Because, yeah, it, it's... It, Rumple would have never made a curse. Why would he curse Belle? That's insane. He mm -hmm. wouldn't have done that. And he also thought she was dead at this mm -hmm. point. So it's. I think there's more gray air. Like, I don't think it's uh, Regina saying, like, Mary Margaret will be this school teacher and David will mm -hmm. be in a coma. I mean, he wasn't even supposed to be in a coma, right? So it's like, I, I think it's much more open to, like, what was going to happen is more so just make them unhappy. I want to win, quote, unquote. Mm -hmm. And then Gold in the background is like, oh, yeah, but Regina can't be happy because I need her to do something else. Rumble immediately figures out that Regina is the person that did this. Who else could have done it? <laughs> right. And also, it was Regina who, I mean, he did it for David to get his memories back, so obviously she would have done that. This is some pretty good plotting by Regina, I will say. Oh, yeah. Um, he's really mad, and she's not afraid at all, uh, because she's sort of, like, backed him into a corner. Because there's not really anything that he can do to solve this situation. Before we go to that, she hits him with a line that one of the rare times you see Rumple shaken is when she says, if your own son can bring out the good in you, who will? Mm. Which is, A, a massive shot at Rumple because he knows it to be true. And also, it's a massive shot at herself because she couldn't actually, Henry couldn't even really bring out the good in her yet. Yeah. And I think that's more so what she's bothering. And then, yeah, she's, it's very much like the jail cell scene. I got you where I want you. You can't do anything to me. She even says, like, you have to be on your best behavior because Neil's here. Yeah. You can't touch me. Which, I mean, she's basically, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. And she's screwing with him, and, and he's pissed. And I love when he, <laughs> I, I can't remember what he says, but she responds with, now there's the charm that should easily woo a lovely young lady. <laughs> uh, she says, uh, uh, you have to make her fall in love with you. And he's like, well, I'll make her. <laughs> I also like the um, when he walks in and she's like, oh, she has her memories back. T terrible liar. Like, she cannot even, and, and she's not even really trying to hide it, but it's like, right. she's just a terrible liar. It's just, and she's smiling when she says it too. Like, oh, what happened? Jefferson's alive? Although the, my big question in this, this situation is, why didn't she do this before when she had Belle as a pawn when she needed to use her to save her own life? <laughs> 
Yeah, honestly, you should have. This would have been an excellent trick to be like, Rumple, I'll give you Belle, but it's Lacey, mm -hmm. but you give me what I want. Mm -hmm. He uh, blows my mind. Yeah, no, I. Again, when Rumple and Regina are sparring, it is some of the best scenes in the show every single time. They're just fun when they're tormenting each other. Especially oh, now, because totally. it's like a family tormenting each other. Like, they can't really kill each other. Regina can't do it because of Henry. Neil can't do it, or uh, Rumpel can't do it because of Neil. So they're like stuck with each other. So they're just going to be feuding eternally. Yep, they are going. That is that is going to happen. It's great. Um, where do you want to go now? Well, we can either stay in Storybrooke, or we can go to the Enchanted Forest with Rumpel and Belle. We can we can jump to the Enchanted Forest. That might be better. Okay, so we start with. <laughs> Belle is crying in her cell. Yeah. So she's just sleeping in the floor of her cell. I don't know why he makes her sleep here. Like, why can't she have one of the many bedrooms in the dark castle? That's a great question. He can still lock the door if he's worried about her running away. I wonder how long he makes her sleep there. Like, I know. He gave her a library, but he makes her sleep in a cell with no bed. Yeah. <laughs> I, he, he loves to make inappropriate jokes. Oh my God. <laughs> It, well, and it's partially, it's like he like doesn't want to think well of him. Like he doesn't want people to think well of himself. No. And he feels, when people like compliment him, he he feels like I'm a monster. How could I possibly deserve this? And he always deflects. Yeah. He gives her that pillow. And she like says, thank you. And it seems very sweet. And then he says, it's to muffle the cries sure if that's actually why he created the pillow like i think he created the pillow because she was sad and he was trying to make her feel better but then when she like called him on being nice he was like well i can't be nice i gotta say something it better be this <laughs> yeah i mean you've been around men right like the need to defer to being tough is not uncommon yeah i also think that's just his humor yeah he just that he dark humor is his thing he also does the, after he's been torturing Robin and he needs, he's like, I need another apron. Like, we need a new mage. <laughs> I've dirtied this. Also, here's a fun fact. Uh, this Robin Hood, we see him for the first time, played by the actor who plays Lucifer. We will never see him again. No. This actor is gone. And he, gone. and he's Probably replaced. Probably because he got his own TV show. Uh, that was a couple years later. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. It, it is interesting, though. He comes to steal from the Dark One. Poor choice. Yeah, why wouldn't you just make a deal? He is known, literally known, for making deals. Although Robin Hood is known, like, in legend, for being cocky about his abilities. That's fair. I mean, stealing from the Sheriff of Nottingham or the King is one thing. <laughs> stealing from the Dark One seems just... Especially because the Dark One can fix your problem. Mm -hmm. That's just dumb. Very dumb. Uh, so Belle lets him go. She's just very like, this is wrong, and this can be going on. So she lets him go. But she's not scared of him. Of Rumpelstiltskin? Yeah. Yeah, she's not scared of him at like, all. Like, he says, like, well, you gotta come with me. He's gonna kill you. She's like, I'm not scared of that beast. Like, just no fear. It's weird. It I, I, I think there's a couple things going on here. Bella's really good at reading people. Yeah. Like, she gets, she has, like, a sense about people, and she, like, knows. Like, she had the this, this sense about Robin that he wasn't stealing for nefarious intentions which is dumb luck in my opinion she has no reason she has never met this person like you don't know that he did when she was letting him go though like he did offer to save her that's true um and she has a sense about rumpelstiltskin as well he made her he gave her a pillow um 
and she's not wrong. Like, she's right. And she's very glad to be right at the end of this very episode. Very glad to be right. <laughs> um, but she's also immediately honest with Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, yeah. I mean, she doesn't tell him, like, I let him go before he says anything, but... But the scene is great because she's, like, just reading a book. And he's like, I'm going to go talk to the prisoner. And she's like, uh-huh. And then she just waits. And she's, and then you hear him yelling, like, where's the prisoner? And she's like, oh, I let him go. <laughs> Like, it's just chaos in the background. She's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I did that thing that you didn't want me to do. I, I mean, I think the other thing that's going on here is while she won't run away with Robin Hood because she she knows that that would be going back on their deal, like, w- she feels like she's lost everything. Like, what could she, what could he possibly do to her? Kill her? Oh, I don't know it's that. I, I don't think she's, like, hopeless. At least I've never gotten that impression from the way that like the character plays it. I think it's. I think you're right though about the like he's not going to do anything. Right. No. He's because not. if he wanted to kill her, he would have killed yeah. her a long time ago. And I think she sees that like he's kind of full of shit. Sometimes. Well, she calls him on it in yeah. the carriage. She's like, "Why didn't you kill me when I let the prisoner go?" And he's like, "Good help is hard to find these days." No, he's not wrong. Good help <laughs> is hard to find these days. Um. And then she says that line: "You can't tell what's in a person's heart until you truly know them." Yeah. And she says it again in Storybrooke. Yeah. Like, yep. there's a lot of, like, parallel lines. Um, and they, they, he recognizes them, which is actually kind of sweet. He remembers everything that she's ever said to him. Yeah. I also think the, the line that probably hits the hardest, though, is when you find out Maid Marian is pregnant. And she says you're not the kind of man to leave a child fatherless. Mm-hmm. And you see him, like, visibly, like, stop. And he's like, oh. Like, he can't do to another child what he did to his own son. And I think at that point, he's like, I can't do it. Like, it just... Which is funny to think that the Dark One shows mercy because he's like, I, I cannot do make this mistake again. He learns from his mistakes. Well, he tries to lie about it. He does. He to say he missed, and she's very astute. Oh. And it's like, that arrow, that bow does not miss. Also, like, you're, you did not miss. You're the Dark One. You don't miss. If yeah. you wanted him dead, he'd be dead by now. Um, I also think the hug is super sweet. Oh my god, it's so cute. Yeah. And he looks so, like, arrested by the... Like, he's just like, what the fuck is going on? He probably hasn't been hugged by a person in hundreds of years. Since she dropped Belfire? Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe Cora? Young yeah, Cora? different. N- not this kind of hug, though. Yeah, like, no. Like, this is just, like, a sweet, like, you did the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> even when he looks at her. Like, that's the kind of the first time that he looks at her. And, like, he says something about, like, the magic, and then he turns and he, like, pauses. Mm-hmm. And then she hugs him. He's like... Yeah, he's completely taken aback, but he's like... Why are you touching me? <laughs> and then he makes her a library. Makes her a library? Yes. He didn't have that library? Nope, he made it for her. Interesting. Yeah. I did not catch that. I thought he had this library. I'm not sure it's 100% clear in this episode, but... Later on. Later on, we learn that he made it for her. Wow. Yeah. It's very sweet. How many people have made their true love a library? How many people let their prisoner maid just, like, read books in their house? And notice that they read books and then make them a library. I feel like this this is the way that like people like to talk about like how when the founding fathers were slaves, they're like, but they were really good slave owners. I was like, that term doesn't exist. (laughs) Whereas like this is like indentured servitude, but he's he's like weirdly crude with her. Yeah. But he's not like abusive towards her, which is what I actually thought he was at first. Like, when I remember thinking about the show, I was like, he's really abusive to Belle. And I was like, actually, he isn't abusive to Belle. Now, he does a lot of crazy shit in front of Belle, but he never harms her. He, does, he like, yells around her, but it's not like he's, like, aggressively screaming at her to intimidate her. He's just usually pissed off. Yeah. I mean, this was her choice. I'm not saying that yeah. it's right. No, I know. But, like, it yeah. was, she chose this. Indentured servitude is actually a good way to put it. Yeah. 
But but she's also not afraid of him at all, mm-hmm. which is what makes their dynamic fa- like they're almost like a husband and wife at times. Like he gets all hot and bothered and yelling and screaming, and she's just like, "You're being a child. Knock it off." Yeah. And he's just like, "Why aren't you afraid of me?" Well, and he also lashes out yeah. when he's talking to the sheriff of Nottingham, who is a <laughs> fucking creep is he a lech he's definitely a lech i mean who has the audacity to ask the dark one for a night with his wench because <laughs> oh. like he doesn't know whatever like situ- what the situation is between rumple and bell he has no idea like that could be his wife for all he knows you know that's not his wife by the way that they are interacting fine (laughs) but just like what a thing to ask and then god he asked for an hour and then he's like 20 minutes just 20 minutes and rumble is like fuck no so a that scene was very much written to make the sheriff of nottingham the villain in every woman's eyes that like 100 (laughs) you're the target demographic for that about like this guy's a disgusting pig gross i think is what you said when we watched it yeah just gross I think what's also fascinating about this is that, like, Rumple had not really shown any affection towards Belle like that. And the moment the sheriff suggests this, he just, like, turns and looks and, like, thinks about, like, have you lost your damn mind? Like, it's the first time he's protective of her. Uh-huh. And he, instead of even, like, offering him a separate deal, he just says she's not for sale, move on. And then when he tries it again, he rips his tongue out. Yeah. Damn! He, he creates a situation in which the sheriff <laughs> needs to make a deal. Here's what's gonna that's called extortion. Yeah. I will give you your tongue back when you tell me what I want to know. Yeah. Um I although I will say the sheriff in Storybook is not nearly he's not as disgusting. It's the same person. I know. Oh, yeah. But he um He's also drunk in um, not to choose the behavior, but he's very clearly drunk in the enchant- and I, th- I think he's drunk in Storybook. Too. He's much more drunk. <laughs> like he looks like he can he's, barely ride that. Horse, I think he's like right. he stumbles over when he gets mm-hmm. off of it. Yeah, we can talk more about the sheriff in Storybook sure. when we get there. <laughs> Do you have anything else in the Enchanted Forest? No, I, I would say as far as for Rumpel and Belle, no. I, I think this was a good because you know there's the big there's Skin Deep where they kind of like have that story and we have like the beast but we didn't really get a lot of information before in between that and i think that's interesting to see like oh this is kind of the beginning of them really starting to become a thing i also want to point out that this last episode and this episode were really good ways of using side characters like we introduced robin hood mm-hmm. and we get like it's like an august focused episode that's actually kind of about mary margaret yeah. and like this is like we get a new character but it's not about that character yeah. so like you can you can, like, bring in new people to tell interesting stories about the people that you already know. Well, and also it does the thing that I want them to do. Go to their land. So he's going yeah. to Sherwood Forest. So it makes sense to run into Nottingham. Yeah. Or he happened to be brought over in the curse. Like, it's, I don't want to go to Mulan's land. And, like, I don't want them coming all over all the mm-hmm. time. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. Using the side characters for the main plot is a great, you know, great use of it. Where do you want to go next? Uh, I mean, we can continue our conversation. Well, I guess that's jumping ahead on the Lacey and... Brumble situation. Why don't we pivot to Regina a little bit? Okay. Regina and... So she's got two. We already covered Regina and Rumple, mm-hmm. But then there's also the Regina-Emma conversation. Yep. We talked about that a little bit. The I was busy trying to stop you and your mother from killing me and my entire family. And I also like when Emma says, why don't you try to focus on being the person Henry wants you to be before you lose him for good? Dumbass. <laughs> D- 
Are you the blue fairy? Shut the hell up. Why, why, why? Why would you tell the evil queen that there's a risk that she might lose the thing that she covets most? I mean, I think you made a good point that Emma maybe did that on purpose. I think she did. For maybe two reasons. I think Emma also wants Regina to be the person Henry wants her to be. Like, for Henry. But, like, Emma wants that to happen. I think that may be true later on, but like we're not that far removed from her and her mother trying it's to true. kill them. Like she literally just said, "I don't know how much of that's happening right now." But she, as you noted, she also doesn't. She doesn't want to go to the enchanted forest, or she's afraid to do that. Yeah, um, and that's not her home. It was really sad. Like Snow has been very anti going to the enchanted forest. And now she's sort of seeing this as like, it's how we can start over. It's how I can run away from my problems. You know, so I agree with that, and we'll get to that in a second. Much like, now it's not the same level of um, evil, Snow manipulated Regina into doing her bidding. And now I think Emma may have manipulated Regina to also do her bidding. Mm. So like mother, like daughter, and that like, oh, let's use the let's use the weapon over here to do the thing I want to, but I don't want to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as far as Snow goes, she's absolutely trying to, she's just looking for salvation. Yeah. She's running, which how is going to the enchanted forest going to solve anything? It I mean, the, the way that she frames it though is like, we can there's the there's people back there that need help. Like the ogres are taking over everything. Like we can save the kingdom. I still like. Again, I'm not saying that yeah. it, 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 it it is redemption for what she did or whatever, but in her, she's trying to place it like I'm going to save these people to save myself. I'm. Um, you know who I'm shocked hasn't shown up yet is where the hell is Archie? Like if anyone yeah. needed to talk to a therapist right now, especially like if I'm charming, I'm like, hey. You tried to commit suicide. You need to talk to someone. Like, if you don't want to talk to me, that's fine. Even if his PhD is from a curse, you need to talk to a professional because that's not normal behavior. You definitely need to talk to someone about that. Um, also, does anyone else know that but him? Have they told Emma, for example, that her mom tried to kill herself? Or have Regina killed her? I don't know. And, like, I didn't know Regina didn't tell Emma. Yeah, I don't know. I'm actually expected Regina to drop that line of, like, if I wanted your mother dead, she would have been dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Regina is instantly suspicious following this conversation. Because well, it she the, should be. Yeah. Um, and she watches, she watches them to figure out what they're doing. I um, love that scene when she just like touches the tire tracks. I know it's cool. That's awesome. I also really, I don't know if you know, you noticed this, her musical theme is different. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not quite as sinister somehow. Um, but it's, it's, it's like the same tune, but the, the, um, melt, like the, Notes are different. It's like the Evil Queen remixed. Yeah. Like, it's not... Yeah, it's not the same, like, cartoon villain, but it's mm-hmm. more... Because the thing is, this Regina I'm actually really enjoying because she's still... She's not necessarily sinister in her mm-hmm. motivations, but she still is willing to do what needs to be done and cross lines that others won't. So she's, like, in the gray right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and she's... Yeah, she's also... I don't... Like, I don't think she would give a shit if people wanted to leave... Like, if everybody else wanted to leave. No. But, like, she doesn't want them to take Henry... And she is lashing out. She just very quickly. She's like, "Oh fuck!" Well, also, their plan was to rip her son away. Yeah, yeah. Say what you want about Regina, and I've said many terrible things about her because she does some terrible stuff. But like, that is pretty screwed up to be like, Mm -hmm. "Oh yeah, we're just leaving you," and then because they weren't going to take Regina. No, they definitely weren't going to take Regina. Um, but she finds the bean fields. She does find the bean fields. Which is funny because like they put up who put up that spell. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> worthless. So worthless. Has, she ever, has that woman ever successfully done anything? I don't know. It only gets worse from here. 
Jeeves. Uh, before we talk about Belle, Lacey, and Gold, do you want to talk about Tamara and Greg? Oh, yeah. Um, so we, we get this line about the package. There's a package. It's an appropriate way of describing what the package ends mm-hmm. up being. Apparently the package is Hook. Which makes more sense to our conversation than we had last episode. Of like, why? Like, there was just a murderous pirate in there that no one said anything about. But in fact, there's a reason that he wasn't there, because he was there still. Apparently Emma locked him up in that storage room real good. Well, she knocked him out. Right, but he, like, has a hook and shit. Like, he could probably pick a lock or, like, break down the door, but apparently he's just, like, stuck in the storage room until... He was knocked out. He was just unconscious. Hammer's punch is so strong. Yeah, but it's been, like, a while. He was just knocked out. He's <laughs> Whatever. Got a, he's, he's got a glass like, jaw. He's in a coma. He's, he's, he's done. He's down for the count. Um, I'm very curious what their plan is. Like, they want Hook to do their dirty work, but what is their dirty work? What are they going to do? And how are they going to convince him to do it? Because, like, I understand that they captured him, but it seems like, based on the pirate line, and, like, they're they're going to convince him to do something that he wants to do. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely going to be something that he is willing to agree to, though an interesting way to form an alliance by kidnapping him. Yeah. And also, did they bring his ship with him? Oh, no, the ship is already here because they sailed. Never mind. Yeah, the ship is already here. Yeah, that, uh, and they and they threw him in the back of the truck, too. I know, with stuff. Like, he could have gotten hit with that He's stuff. He's also a normal human-looking dude. Like, you could just put him in the front seat and drive. <laughs> like, no, 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 throw him in the back. Um, I forgot about, to talk about Snow and Emma's stupid hats. Why do they have stupid matching hats? They're like bucket hats. They They're look really dumb. Pretty ugly. I'm I don't like them. It doesn't fit Emma. Like, no. it fits snow, to be quite honest. Yeah, it she, does. She kind of wears dumb shit like that. But, like, that's not Emma. Emma's leather jacket and jeans and, like, it's almost like, um, you know how, like, you dress up your kid when they're in first grade for picture day? Yeah. It's the ugliest thing yeah. your parents can think of. That's what that looked like. And honestly, I wish Regina, or um, Emma had said, be like, why am I wearing this? Yeah. I thought it looked cute. Well, your taste is from the Enchanted Forest. Okay, yeah. Other than that, I like this is the Regina I wanted all along. This mm. is so much better than the like sidekick or weak will. Like she's do she's making things happen again. It's like mm-hmm. she's kind of remembered who. It's like she got her memories back in some way. It, like she's she did back to the Regina Bowl, but not killing people. Right. <laughs> scheming Regina. <laughs> yeah, not, scheming Regina is my favorite Regina. Not murder. The more I think about it, I, the fruit of the poisonous tree might be one of my favorite episodes. Like it might be a top five. It's pretty good. It's so good. Is that the one where she schemes and with uh, Sydney and she, they kill the king? Oh yeah, it's a great episode. Yeah, it's a good uh, episode. Okay, Bell and Rumple. Um, so he we already talked about him coming to the hospital to talk to her when she's still. So Lacey and Rumple? No, we're well. We're she's still, still Bell. Okay. Belle, I mean, she's yep. no memory, no memory girl. Got it. Um, very curious what the town's long term plan with Bell is. Just, yeah. just like leave her in the hospital with no memories. Like I don't. Because they, no, no one, whenever she tries to bring up that she's seen magic, everyone is like, no, no, you're, you've just been through a lot. Like Ruby does it to her. Emma does it to her. Like everyone does. And I understand that it might be hard to explain this to someone, but she saw it. Yeah. And she lives here. So like, are you going to kill her? Are you going to lock her up? Like what's going to happen? I can assure you no one said kill her is the move we make here. (laughs) Not with gold literally alive. Um, I think his point though he says it once you remember it will all make sense is what he's saying is that like i can't explain this to you why you don't have your memories because it's illogical mm-hmm. um and then i like the point he says you've been locked up long enough and basically says to get her out of there but of course regina intervenes in a very timely manner 
and gives her the fake memories. And then we go to what is it? Oh, you sorry. Before stop? we go there, I um, I really like when he is go when right before he goes to like talk to the hospital to get her released. He says, "I will do everything I can to bring you back for you and for me." Yeah. Because he, like, realizes that he needs her. He needs her so he doesn't turn Henry into glass and smash him with a cane. That's a reasonable point. <laughs> no, that's fair. It's interesting that he doesn't try to go to Neil at all. What would Neil do? Well, he's previously said, like, his, like, his son is, like, but Blue said it. Like, your son was, like, the human part of you. Yeah. And, like, he's just sort of not pursuing that situation yeah but that makes sense though his whole point though is that bell has always seen the good in him mm-hmm. neil doesn't actually yeah. see the good in him like he may have memories of who rumple was before but he still resents him a lot yeah okay now we can go to Lacey. yeah so they go to the bar and it's funny that he describes her you know as we talked about before the accent the eyes and then the bartender's like are you sure? And then it points to, you know, Lacey, who's over there. What's the time that's passed? Because they all know Lacey's name. I know. It literally felt like she had this conversation with Rumple in the hospital. And he went to go talk to the front desk for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Regina comes in. Belle disappears as Lacey. And then like immediately goes to a bar. I'm thinking it might have been the next day. Okay, maybe. That makes a little bit it, more it sense. It does take time to process hospital paperwork. And, yeah. like, you often can't get released after a certain time. You have to, like, wait till the next and, day. And, like, it would take someone who looks like Lacey about a day to make an impression on all the male patrons of a bar. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying that, like, she wouldn't have made an impression, yeah. but they, like, knew her name. Yeah, ten minutes she's, is too quick. She's, like, wearing, like, cl- like, where did she get those clothes? Like Ruby's closet. Ruby's closet, yeah. As, as Granny said. Um, I also really liked when he's having that, when Rumpel's having that conversation with the, with the bartender and like, he's like, wow, you just like really don't like this bar. Like, yeah, we, we could clean it up some. <laughs> the fear that he shows there, though, I think is very important that like everyone fears gold, like everyone except her. Yeah. So here's the thing I don't like about Lacey. <clears throat> I really don't like, Rumpel describes her as like a scantily clad barmaid. And I understand that's not who Belle is. But I really don't like that we're like sort of frightened. We're like, well, she's bad because she drinks a lot and she's sexy. I'm like, okay, do we have to? Like, Lacey's actual problem is that Lacey's a fucking jerk. <laughs> Lacey, like, leaves a date that she didn't want to go on to go to in the first place. And she could have just said she didn't want to be there to, like, have sex with someone in an alley jerk move (laughs) um and she also doesn't she seems uh turned on by watching mr gold beat the shit out of someone okay she's she's a jerk so like it's i don't i don't like how they're trying to position her as this like slut uh when like the real problem is that she's just a jerk and she's not herself i mean i would say it's consistent with the show Regina, sure. when being evil, is sexy. Yeah. And when not being evil is, like, buttoned up. and mm-hmm. gives it, That's just the fairy tale way. Snow White never dresses sexy because she's always pure of heart. Um, Ruby, you know, they slut she's shame her. She's a top button kind of girl. Top button kind of girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Emma's never going to dress revealing other than the pink dress initially when it's a ruse. You mean the red dress? No, I don't mean the red dress. <laughs> I mean the pink dress for those of us not colorblind. Ruby gets slut shamed all the time. Yeah. So, like, it's just, it's that's true. just you're, part you're, of the show. You're right. 
Um, also, I think it, there's an important piece, like you talked about her being turned on. That's an important piece of like what their story they're telling is, is that what made Belle attracted to Rumple is the good inside of him. Yeah, right. Whereas Lacey is attracted to... The, it's, it's very similar to Cora and that she saw the monster mm-hmm. and liked the monster. Yeah. And, and he sees it now. I actually think Lacey... I said this before. Dark Belle would have been fun. Give me Lacey for a full season. That would have been mm. fun. This character is... I think it would have been interesting for Lacey and Rumple to team up, be together. And it's actually Rumple who sees that this is unhealthy. Like, instead of it always being Belle having to save the day, like, it could have literally been, like, this is toxic. Like, I've, I've gone down this path before. It doesn't mm-hmm. end well. I don't want you to be this person. I don't even want to be this person. And let him try to fix things then. It's so hard to watch him be so... He's so sweet in this, like, entire episode. And she's just not having any of it. Like, he's really trying. He yeah. wants... He wants to find true love with this woman. He tried so hard that he went to the prince... And offered him an open-ended favor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One. David David gives Rumpel dating advice. Excellent. My favorite trope. It's the best. Um, yeah. Carte blanche. That's insane. Yeah. I'll do whatever. <laughs> just help me. For just advice. Not even like doing a thing. Just give me advice to get her back. Yeah. So, A, it, that's it, in... It works, too. It does. Sort of. I mean, I guess she doesn't really want to go on a date with him, but... So when they initially walked in the bar and where David positioned himself, I thought they were going to do a trick where David is, like, trying to be, like, a jerk and hits on Belle and then Rumple like, steps in to, like, save her. Oh, interesting. But I thought they were going to play that little shell game where it's, like, he's the, like, jerk who Lacey's like, ugh, leave me alone, and Rumple steps in all, you know, heroic. Um, I thought we were going to get a Cyrano de Bergerac. Like, I thought... <laughs> Roger's looking at me like I'm nuts. <laughs> Did you just have a stroke? I don't even know what you said. <laughs> There's like a it's like a story about the, the this like ugly man that there's like so many retellings of the story, but like this ugly man that like woos a woman and like pretends like he's someone else. I thought that David was going to be sitting behind Rumple and telling him exactly what to say. Oh, that yeah. Oh, I see. Um, but that isn't what happens. I no. mean, he, he gives him advice, but he just sort of is like. You got this. Like, just you just need a way in. Like, just ask her out. Yeah, he does say, like, you're blowing it. What are you doing? And mm-hmm. then tells, like, just be forward. Which is funny because I also think that, like, Charming partially doesn't understand because he's charming. Like, he doesn't have to try. Like, it's a lot easier for him. We're like, awkward, or Rumpel's a little bit more awkward. He's not charming naturally. So, in Charming's mind, so we'll just go up to a woman and ask her out. I was like, yeah, Charming, how many times have you went up to a woman and asked her out and she said no? Yeah. You had two women fighting over you. It's not that difficult for you. And I, James, we know, was a Lothario. So. That initial conversation that David and Gold have, too, where, like, Gold asks, how did you do it? Yeah. Like, because he's like, you, like, David Nolan and Mary Margaret Blanchard fell in love despite not having any of your memories. And it was interesting, David says, a little piece of us was in there. Yeah. Like, you just have to find it. Which is interesting. Like, they fought through a curse. Yeah. And Rumpel is really impressed by that. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, how did you do that? That is magic. True love. <laughs> and he is so desperate. I also thought the Don Juan joke was really The Don Juan joke is money. Don Juan was nothing before he made his deal with me. I also find it funny that, like, before, as we know, when he kind of won over Belle, it was by him doing the right thing. 
But now him being that person is doing the opposite. It's actually pushing her away. Mm-hmm. She, Lacey cannot stand this person. She even talks about how, like, everyone fears you. And I just don't understand why. Like, she's actually kind of disgusted by what she thinks is this weak, fragile old man who's like, you're not interesting. You're boring. And he's like, I, I don't get it. Like, this should have worked. This worked every time. Well, I think the really interesting thing about it is the because she can still see who he really is. Even as Lacey, but she doesn't like it, which is maybe what you're saying. Like, she can see that he's, he actually, like, is a sweet man that's, like, trying to woo her. And when he starts taking actions, like, on the surface, she readily accepts those because that's what she wants. But, like, she still sees that he's, he's, like, a good man underneath. Uh, so I actually think it's the inverse. I think Belle saw the good inside of him. And what Lacey is saying is that, like, this is not who you really are. You mm. really are the darkness and you're fighting it. And it's like, I don't like this fake persona because really this isn't gold. Like, this, like, weak, sweet, that's not who he is. The guy he is in the parking lot, that's gold. <clears throat> and she she does repeat those two lines. Mm-hmm. You can't tell what's in a person's heart until you truly know them. And... Um, you're not who I thought you were, and I'm glad. Also, was Nottingham just waiting outside for her? I know. I don't... Like, maybe she texted him. Like, she went to the bathroom and she texted him. Or maybe she was like, I'm going to leave this date at this time anyway. Like, no matter what, she was leaving at that point in time. Yeah, and the thing I wanted to talk about with Nottingham is, like, he actually didn't do anything wrong in this scenario. I mean, having sex with someone in the back of Granny's Alley is a little weird. He didn't it's know... It's not she, wrong. I mean, he didn't know she was on a date. Yeah. Uh, he apologizes, partially because he's terrified, but he apologizes to Rumpel. So he's like, I thought you guys weren't together anymore. Like, that's I'm a, That's sorry. an apology of fear, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Rumpel <laughs> just... I love that scene where Rumpel... He just loses it. You know what's funny? He actually doesn't lose it. It's actually a very... Which is actually more terrifying. It's very calm, and he's just like, you know... It's kind of like what Regina says. It's like... Or not Regina. I think it's uh, Snow. When Snow says, I've done all the good things. And all it's gotten me is heartache and pain. And he's just like, you know what? I've been trying to be this nice, sweet old man. And she doesn't like it. Fuck it. And then he goes back to who we know he is. He actually literally says, so no one can hear you scream. (laughs) (laughs) He rips out his tongue a second time and then just beats the shit out of him. Like Mr. French level of just whoops him with a cane. It was fascinating to me. And... I don't, like, what the fuck is wrong with Lacey? (laughs) I just can't. Like, you come up on someone beating the shit out of someone. who, Which is happening because of you. I'm not saying it's not Rumpel's fault. Like, Rumpel's the one beating him up. But, like, this is happening because of you. And you do nothing to stop it. In fact, you delight in watching it continue. Well, A, it's supposed to be an inversion of Belle. Of course. And more importantly, it's the bad boy trope. I guess, I, I think I'm, I'm like, is Lacey, like, in the mob? <laughs> like, this is, this is, like, really dark for an average everyday human being. <laughs> Nothing about this show is average everyday human beings. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would say, look at this, like, the way we look at David and James. How they're just complete inversions of each other. Yeah, okay. It's Lacey and Belle. I mean, that is what Lacey's into. She wants the bad boy. She wants a man of action. She doesn't like this sitting on the side. Like, I think, you know how Captain Hook mocks Rumpel's like, you're not even willing to fight for your wife. 
that was Rumpel being willing to fight for his, the truth. Like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Like, that's what she wanted. She wanted to see the same thing, honestly, that Mila wanted to see, which is don't be a coward. Go beat somebody's ass. Uh-huh. Except for Mila never really loved him. But right. it's the it's the same principle. Fascinating. Honestly, I, I would have loved like a weird hallucination with Rumpel. Where you've got Lacey on one shoulder and Belle on the other is the devil and the angel. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. Do you have anything else before we get to a favorite moment? Um, no, though, uh, the one thing I want to say is, do we know what Regina's plan is with the bean field? No. We don't really see anything with it. She no. just finds it. And I'm assuming when she picks it up, she realizes what that is. She, she knows what She it knows is. that's a magic bean. Yeah. yeah, no, other than that, uh, good episode. Really, yeah, really enjoyed it. It's a good episode. It. Good rebound. Okay. What's your favorite moment? I have three. Oh, wow. How many do you have? Just one. Uh, okay, I'll go. Third place, Belle hugging Rumple. Oh, that's the so sweet one. Cute. It's a great, it's just a, a nice. <laughs> that's not mine, and I can't believe it's not. Oh, I'm shocked sweet. that it's not yours. <laughs> um, Regina verbally torturing Rumple, just hilarious. Like she just, and she has him at every single spot. Like he keeps trying answers, and she's just like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And then at the very end, and you know when he goes to leave, and she just mocks him again. Mm-hmm. It's just picture perfect. But I mean, come on. Can you really beat Mr. Gold beating the hell out of the sheriff with the cane? I love it. Anytime he unloads on somebody with a cane, I'm here for it. Let's go. Also, complete non sequitur. Can we talk about for a second that while he sucks, the sheriff of Nottingham actually is a sheriff and (laughs) is like not, he's not one of the two sheriffs in this town. I mean, he's a corrupt, crooked, ineffectual sheriff, but... And it's of a different land. Like, he's the worst lawman ever. I mean, he's real good at taking taxes from poor people and getting them to the king. Oh, good. That's his job. Him and George would get along great. They would. Uh, my favorite moment is, unsurprisingly, David gives Mr. Gold dating advice. I figured. <laughs> I figured that would be the one. That was probably my fourth place. It's just so sweet. And Rumble is so uncomfortable. It's so sweet. Love it. Is, do we get more of that trope? Maybe one more time. Oh, they really should have went back to that I way know. too many more times. Uh, most ridiculous moment. I have two. I have one because it's the one that bothered me the most. Besides Granny, how did no one else recognize Belle? I don't know. They've seen her. Like, it's just weird that all everyone's like, oh, there's this new girl in town. It's like, that looks suspiciously just like Belle. She's got a very distinct accent, very distinct eyes. I mean, I guess... You know, she hasn't, like, people know her, but she also, like, hasn't talked to a lot of people because apparently she was a kept woman when she first woke up. Um, but... But she had adventures even... But they also might see her and yeah. just be like, oh, Belle's out of the hospital. Like... Yeah, I, I mean, like, because they... the her, Oh, you mean in the bar. In the bar. just accept that she's Lacey. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's weird. I get the dwarf yeah. not knowing because he also lost his memories, but mm-hmm. other people would have heard and or seen... I mean, it's just, it's strange. Yeah, and she's very distinctive. Very distinctive. Yeah. Uh, my... I have two. Um, my first one is... Um, we didn't talk about this, but when Neil brings Henry home and they're talking about like August and like how it's weird that he's a little kid and he's like, yeah, him and Henry really hit it off as playmates. I'm like, this fucking weird. He's a lot better this way when he's not stealing money from me. <laughs> yes. Um, and my second one is that Rumpel offered David carte blanche. That's fucking crazy. Really? Yes. I don't think that that's crazy. You don't think it's crazy for Rumpel to offer any deal like anything david could ask for anything yeah that's crazy 
What do you think Charming would give to save Snow? I'm not saying that Charming would oh, do this. Oh, you think it's ridiculous I think that it's Rumpel ridiculous did? that Rumpel did it. He should know better. They could... He's so powerful, they could ask for anything. He must know that David wouldn't ask for something that he wouldn't do, like be unwilling to do, but... Just just to clarify this, you find that to be the ridiculous moment where he does something for the person he loves, but also found it ridiculous when he wished for magic instead of getting his son back? I'm, he made the right decision here, didn't he? No, I'm not saying... I'm not saying... Well, okay, here's the other thing. Mm. I'm not saying... that I, I, I believe that Rumpel would make a sacrifice like that for Belle. Yeah. But he didn't even need to do that. Like, he, if he had just spent a little more time, he could have figured out something that David wanted. And he didn't need to offer anything. I Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think that would work with David. You don't think so? He never buys... Remember, he's... What do you want? You can't try to seduce him with a deal. Like, I think he had to give him the open-ended for David to even consider He didn't consider even it. ask if David wanted something. Because David... Every time they interact, David is like, what do you want? Get the hell out. It's like... I think the point is that he needed to show David that he was so desperate that he was willing to literally do anything. I don't remember how David uses this favor. I, I'm not entirely sure he ever does. Oh, wow. I actually think... Um, oh, actually, I know exactly. He does not use it. Okay. I'll tell you off camera because it's a spoiler, but I know okay. how he uses it. Um, who is your loser of the episode? I have uh, one. No, I have two. I take it back. I have one loser, two winners. I have You're gonna two. fucking punch me in the face. If you say Rumpel, we're fighting. We're absolutely gonna be fighting. Okay, cool. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Uh, okay, just go. Just go with that. Uh, my loser is Mr. Gold. <laughs> he got the girl. How can you lose? This is not the girl he wants. Yes, it is. It is not the girl he wants. It's her physical body. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> David and Snow were the physical bodies. They were still... He's also currently in the middle of the street. Luckily not broad daylight like David and Mary Margaret are making <laughs> out. Uh, beating the shit out of, his some out of someone while his son is in town. He completely forgot about Regina's threat. Yeah. He's, he's going to get fucked. I mean, I suspect that beating the hell out of the Sheriff of Nottingham isn't probably going to cause him that many problems. Everyone knows the Sheriff of Nottingham's a piece of shit. Everyone knows he's a piece of shit. But there's no reason to just, like, be beating somebody up. Didn't he, like, whoop Mr. French and get off on those charges last time anyway? He did. That's not that big Neil's of a deal. Neil's not going to think this is good. I don't think Neil's going to care about that. I, 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 no. He's not going to care about that. That's, that's, that's a you thing. What's the other reason he lost? Or is that it? Is just those that's two? it. I mean, I think he. I think in the Enchanted Forest, he's not a loser. He like. I thought that was a big win in the Enchanted Forest. But me. but it's really hard to watch that win in the Enchanted Forest uh. and then watch him throw it away. Well, because it's it's two different. I know. Yeah. But it's like hmm. he was feet like he was. Sometimes the Enchanted Forest flashbacks are just like this is a thing that yeah. happened and like. You can sort of tell based on like how the, the dual lines for Belle, yeah. like these are things that Rumpel is remembering, like in that moment. Uh, and he just sort of throws it away. It's interesting that you say throw it away when it literally worked. Like it got the girl. But it's it's not going to work because she's they are not going to find true love. Well, that's a different episode's question. <laughs> in this episode, he got the girl. Uh, yeah, surprisingly, I do not agree with that loser. I have two losers. Okay. Uh, one of them is Snow. Okay. Purely because she's still running from her problems and not dealing with That's it. That's a good choice. Like not, I like that. Not solving the problem. Um, and then I kind of had Charming as my other loser on this one. 
not that he has a huge one. Even though I love his dating advice, I think the fact that he can't solve this problem for Snow is going to be a huge problem for him. And Regina found the bean fields. That's yeah, a problem. That's, that's, that's a big bad. problem for both of them. So, like, it's the fact that they can't fix that problem. And Regina just figured out that they might be trying to take Henry away and has found the bean fields. We got issues. Charming does end the episode with a free favor from Rumpelstiltskin, though. Yep, he does. <laughs> but that's a future episode's problem. But yes, I do think that is an important thing. Not that I think he's ever going to capitalize on it. Then who is your winners? I have two winners. Belle. Interesting. Specifically, Belle. <laughs> Enchanted Forest Belle? Yes, sure. Enchanted Forest Belle. Sure. Um, she <laughs> stands up to the Dark One. Yeah. And is right. And gets to throw it in his face a little bit. And she gets a hug. Well, she gave a hug. Sure. But uh, she, you know, she thought she had a really mean captor that was making her cry. And she discovers that he's not the man she thought she wa- he was. And she's glad. He also get, she also gets a library. She also gets a library! Yeah, no, that's a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Who's your other? Uh, Regina. Oh, yeah. That's one of um, those. I... I'm not sure this is going to work out the way that <laughs> Regina thinks it's going to work what? out. What? <laughs> but... Um, Great scheming on Rumple here. She backed him into a corner and there was absolutely nothing he could do about it. Um, she f- found the bean fields, which was devastating to her to like know what that means. But um, she she found it before it could be a problem. And I'm sure it's going to create more problems. Um, but yeah, I think I think uh, that scheme was good. It's a good scheme. Okay. Who are your winners? Winner. Three winners. Three, okay. Uh, Lacey, specifically Lacey. Oh my God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Remember how we talked about like losing your memories is a loss? She got some memories. Like she has an identity for the first time since she got shot by Hook. That's an important thing. Like having a sense of self is, is a big deal. And and she has the rumple she likes. That's okay. an important thing too. Second, rumple. Obviously, you got to beat the hell out of somebody with a cane. That's a win. No. Second, <laughs> the entire chanted. Uh, forest storyline like the fact that he sees Belle now and he's mm. into her he didn't kill Robin that's obviously a big deal because like he's starting to kind of become the man that she wants him to be so are, he, are you saying that killing someone is a is a big deal well murdering <laughs> an innocent is absolutely a big deal murdering Cora on the other hand not so much would we call Robin Hood an innocent yeah he's a thief I, I don't think thievery is up. it's like you said the crime has to fit the punishment mm. If he had like murdered Belfire, yeah, murder him. He's but I mean he stole okay. a wand. Uh, but yeah, the big winner is Regina by far. She is. I think tormenting Rumple. It's kind of like how I said she gets to uh, torment Snow. She gets to torment Rumple as like a little bit of payback. I think her finding the Beanfield's important. I think also her getting Emma to kind of reveal that information was important. Like she's she's got her fingerprints a little bit everywhere, and mm-hmm. she's going in the right direction. It's not probably going to work out for her because. Like most things, Regina acts with emotion as opposed to, like, 15 steps ahead. So it bites her in the ass relatively quickly. Well, and, uh, I mean, while she wins because she thinks that Rumple is the person that caused this situation for her, he didn't. <laughs> and no one wants the Dark One to be mad at them. He's going to figure out how to get back at her. <laughs> I, you know, in some ways... I don't know that he is because I think I think they're at their best when they're kind of just naturally adversarial but not trying to kill each other. Uh-huh. And I think that's where they're going to permanently. I don't think he's ever going to be able to find a way to hurt her because it's going to bother Henry. 
And at the point where it's going to bother Henry, it's going to bother Neil. And if it bothers Neil, it now bothers him. So, yeah. like, as he said, we're just going to have to get used to it. He said that line about us getting used to being family because he's kind of acknowledging that, like, our days of trying to kill each other are probably yeah. over. It's it's like the in-laws who can't stand each other. You have to deal with each other. It just is what it is. Um. So next week, we are going to watch season two. What? Oh, last one. I did have a third place loser. Oh, I'm sorry. Nottingham. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Good choice. He got whooped, both of the Enchanted Forest, after trying to get a night with the wench, and then only to turn around, got, I don't know, 20 minutes with Belle, or Lacey, and then got whooped again. Yep, that's a good choice. I think that's a good, that's a good, uh, wait. He's your winner? No, 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 third place loser. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he won. He won an ass whooping from gold. Yeah. Uh, Nottingham, not so great. And he just is gross. So there's that. <laughs> is he more disgusting to you than how um, Whale was in the scene with Ruby? Yeah. Oh. Definitely. Okay. Um, okay. So next week we're going to watch season two, episode 20, The Evil Queen. I am pumped about that. I want to know what that means. More Regina being awesome, maybe. Um, I want to know what Greg and Tamara are planning with Hook. And I really want to know what's going to happen with Neil and Rumpel now that he's uh, beating people up in the middle of the street. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm more, I'm less curious about that latter part because I don't think that's really going to come much into play because I think Neil has more important things to deal with right now. Like, you know, the fact that his fiance is cheating on him behind his back. He doesn't know that. Well, if there's one thing we know about this show, <laughs> secrets definitely stay secret for a long period of time. Um, but I am curious, so it's like, Tamara wasn't a big part of this episode, but there was the important part with having Hook. I'm curious to see who our new lead villain is. Like, who is the person who's driving the show? What is Regina going to do about the magic beans? Are we going to get, like, a full retaliation? Is she going to go yeah. with Emma? Very interesting. Also, yeah, the, like, Snow. At, at some point, they're going to have to just deal with whatever's going on with her and her heart of darkness now, so... Curious about that. I wish I could remember the, like, next week on Once Upon a Time promos, because the title of the next episode makes it seem like Regina is just gonna, like, go full-on Evil Queen. I suspect the flashback will be full-on Evil Queen. Uh-huh. And then probably the current one will be her trying not to be the full-on Evil Queen. Sure. But we never know. We never know. Maybe the, maybe the, the What's Next promos were, like, the Mad Men ones. Those were the most ridiculous promos I've ever seen in my life. You, it was, like, impossible to tell what was going to happen in the next episode by the promos. Seems like a waste of a promo then, doesn't it? Apparently they were required, um, so the director, the creator, whatever, would just make these, like, ridiculous promos. Because he was like, I think promos are stupid and we shouldn't have them. So here you go. So it was malicious compliance. <laughs> yes. I, I kind of respect I'm it. I'm just here so I don't, don't get, get fined. <laughs> um, for those of you who know, that's a sports reference from Chelsea, and I couldn't have been more proud. Oh, thank you. Well, please be sure to join us next week when we watch Season 2, Episode 20, The Evil Queen. We'll see you next time.